Welcome to Joyosity. I'm Jen Whitmer. I'm a speaker, consultant, and joy bringer, helping you create positive culture with complex people. Because listen, that's all we got. I'm thrilled you were here. So get yourself ready. Grab your multiple beverages, get your speaker, your headphones connected so we can dive in. True leadership requires more than just surface level strategies. It requires a profound connection to everything that makes us human. Each week, I have conversations with experts and leaders and you. If you're listening live, introduce yourself in the comments. Let us know where you are in the world and maybe what's in that mug on your desk. We're connecting as humans, remember? These conversations aren't just fun banter and information. Joyosity is so much more than a live show and a podcast. It's a movement, a space where we dare to explore the depths of our own hearts and minds, a liminal space where you are free to play around and beta test your own growth, sort of like a test kitchen lab for your leadership skills. It's where you discover that real joy has deep roots, a playground to find the hidden truths, the ideas waiting to be explored, and the untamed potential that lies within you. We're not just hanging out in idea land. We're talking about the best actions that develop you as a person and hone your skills as a leader. If you're an experienced leader or just starting out, Joyosity is the community for you. Join us every Monday live at 1 p.m. Eastern on LinkedIn and YouTube for a dose of inspiration and practical advice. Whether you are live in the comments or catching the podcast later, we're here to help you create a place where work is a joy, people are whole, and organizations flourish. Let's go. Hello, good morning, good afternoon, welcome. I'm so glad that you are here today for Joyosity. So this past week in my world was uh, not only a lot of Thanksgiving, but travel, and it just felt like everything was up here. We had our regular traditions that we wanted to do. I have these cookies that I make that start out with five pounds of flour and like huge bowl of these Italian cookies. And it was and then Christmas decorations, and then some kid pulled stuff out of a closet because they were home from college and they wanted to find this thing. And everything was everywhere. And it just felt like my brain, everything was everywhere in my brain and everything was everywhere in my house. And I'm kind of curious if you've had that experience before. Hello, Lauren, I shall be. Uh, if you've had that experience, you know, let me know in the comments because when that happens, I have this feeling in my chest of like pressure and I don't know what to do and my shoulders come up and everything is all over the place. And all I want is just some smoothness. And it doesn't just happen for me on holidays. I think the holidays is a typical time for that. But I know that as a business owner, when I was leading in an organization, there are seasons where it just feels like it's too much. And you can't cope very well. And I really wanted to talk about that in this season. And I couldn't think of anybody else better than Corey. And Corey is a, a former vice president in her family company that was a huge manufacturing company. And then she ventured out on her own. She's also a mom and a wife. And she understands what overwhelm is. And she has this amazing ability to talk about how we get through that and keep us out of that as well. So I am so excited to welcome Corey. 
Hey, oh, hold Thanks, please. Now we go. Now you can talk. I missed up. It's now okay. your turn. Yeah, now my turn. Hi, Jen. Hi, everybody. Thanks so much for having me today. I'm so glad that you were here and making a little bit of extra sacrifice. I appreciate it so yeah. much. <laughs> almost didn't cooperate today. For no. We in. gave her all the old music teacher vocal tricks mm -hmm. to get that voice going. As speakers, we have to take care of our voice and, mm -hmm. you know, it's just some little things sometimes. Right. So as I said, I'm so glad that you were here today. I couldn't think of anybody else better to really talk about this topic and, and, and really bring in that it doesn't have to be this way, which we're going to get to. So, but before we get to that, please tell the people, you know, who you are and, and how did you get here doing what you're doing? Give us, give us your story. My story. Um, so my story started off with a really expensive piece of paper that said I could draw well. So <laughs> I graduated college with no job opportunities because I had a fine arts degree. I was waiting tables, <laughs> completely unsure where to start. And my father at the time was the second generation running our family's business. So he said, you know what, why don't you come work for the family company? You can work as a graphic designer or something, see how you like it. Long story short, I take him up on the opportunity, blink, it's 15 years later, and I'm running it as senior vice president. Never anticipated <laughs> doing anything like that. And truth goes, I absolutely love what I did. I come very naturally to business and entrepreneurship. I love market. I oversaw marketing, operations, sales. I love the day-to-day -day stuff. But deep down, I kind of always felt like something was missing, but I couldn't quite put my finger on it. And it wasn't until I went through a series of, I call them pivotal life events, which everybody kind of experiences. I'm sure this will resonate for a lot of the folks out there listening. Um, so in a five-year time span, while I was doing all this as a senior vice president behind the scenes, I experienced miscarriage. I was in an abusive marriage at the time, left. It was a very contentious divorce. And no one I worked with had any idea any of this oh. was going on. I was a leader. I had to kind of keep, you know, muscling through it. And ultimately, I remember probably the hardest part about it was adding up the number of hours I was paying my au pair to watch my son while I was commuting to work. I was spending, oh. Jen, you want to take a guess at how long I was commuting? Oh, my gosh. Well, you're in New York. So at least an hour. It was two hours each way. Oh my God. I was commuting 20 hours a week on top of working at my career. I was a new single mother. My son was five months old, mm. but I still didn't feel a need to make a change. You know, I was so overwhelmed. It was kind of like, yeah. like deer in the headlights. Like, what do you do? This is just what I have to do. Kind of going through the motions. And it wasn't until I experienced a, another pivotal life event, which was I lost my post-divorce partner to suicide. And I was the one to find him. Oh my God. I remembered sitting on the lawn of his apartment thinking to myself, you know, while the detectives were waiting to clear me as a suspect, even more trauma to trauma, but either way, still overwhelmed. And I remember thinking to myself, you and everybody, you know, can be gone in an instant. Like, why mm -hmm. are you choosing to live in this state? Yeah. You have a choice. So I made the, the big, bold decision. You know what? I'm going to leave my 15 year career. I've got a baby. I've got a mortgage. <laughs> got a six months worth of emergency savings. I'm going to set out there and try to do something different. And I launched my coaching and speaking business at that time. Within the first couple of weeks, I had my first paying clients. Within the first couple of months, I had an audience of 40,000 people online, multiple different press mentions. And within a year, I was TEDx speaker, proving that it doesn't matter how overwhelmed you are. If you create a plan and you continue to take action, you can have the extraordinary life you truly deserve. But you have to get out of your own way to do it. 
Yeah. That's my story. <laughs> I love that. I, I mean, it, it's so funny. Every time I talk to you, so Corey and I have met because we're both speakers. We're mm -hmm. both TEDx speakers. And so we've, uh, we've been in together in business a little bit for, I don't know, about three years or so, three, four years. Um, and every time I hear you tell your story, there are new pieces. Um, so mm -hmm. I appreciate you just being willing to share that. And I know that you mm -hmm. do often, but it's, it's just helpful for all of us to know that we all have pivotal life events where we feel very stuck. Yep. I mean, that's the thing we feel stuck and we're not even sure where to go. Yep. Um, and so that's where I, that idea of like, yeah, Lisa's saying holidays are stressful. And uh, I know Lauren just got this big promotion and like things can feel like, ah, it's not all not always bad pivotal life moments where mm -hmm. we get stuck. And I think that's the confusing thing sometimes. So I want to start with just defining a little bit of terms. We, we know what that emotion and feeling of overwhelm is and chaos, but what does it really look like? What are we talking about? Because I think sometimes we're so far in it, we don't realize how extreme it is. What are the ways that we, we get and are in overwhelm and chaos? What does that look like mm -hmm. to us? Well, I've noticed it usually shows up in two different unique ways. The first one is through traditional stress and anxiety, you mm -hmm. know, on the verge of burnout. People talk about burnout yeah. all the time. Burnouts, you've been overwhelmed for too long and didn't do anything to address it. And now you've burned out. Right. On the other end, you kind of see analysis paralysis, mm -hmm. stuck, do not make decisions, put off decisions, do not do anything, just kind of stay where you're at. Yeah. So, and, and a lot of times too, when you're in that mode, you are still stressed and anxious, but it isn't manifesting the same way. It's manifesting through pushing it off, right? Yeah. And not dealing with it, mm -hmm. where the anxiety is allowing your emotions to kind of overtake you in the scenario. The opposite end of that is doing nothing and running and avoiding. Yeah. Well, and I, I feel like in that running and avoiding space, um, feels a little bit more comfortable because it's deceptively productive because you're still just doing what you're doing. And you're like, I'm just doing, I'm just, if I just keep going, if I just try harder, then it's going to be okay. Like we think, especially as women, sometimes we're supposed to be the ones that just sacrifice for everything. And mm -hmm. that's what we're supposed to do. But it, it's the thing that burns us up. Like yep. if I just keep doing it, you're still going to get burned. Mm -hmm. um, you might not, I mean, you will burn out eventually, but you might not even know because you've just lived in this numb state for so long, just mm -hmm. doing what you're doing. And what happens when we just keep doing what we're doing, we keep getting what we're getting. Like you have right. to introduce a new thing in order to get through that overwhelming chaos. But at the same time, I don't even know what that new thing is. So like, what do we do when we're in that space? Help us. Sure. You got it. Uh, so this is actually what I speak on professionally. And um, I created a concept. It's called the overwhelmed culprits, mm. right? And if you could correctly identify which culprit is yours, and it's usually a lack of one of five things. They're all mm -hmm. begin with a C. They're really easy to remember. Uh, clarity, confidence, community, conditioning, and consistency mm -hmm. are the five of them. But a lack of any one of those five things is going to keep you stuck. If you're able to address it and bring it back into alignment, whether that be through self-care, taking action, uh, communication, there's all sorts of different ways because everybody's situation is so unique. You know, it really depends on, you know, what, what's going on that's causing that sense of overwhelm. But if you're able to address it and bring it into that alignment, that helps you start taking action again. So that helps you change, you know, the, the one little thing. Mm -hmm. uh, start moving again. But ultimately, what's always going to end up happening is something is going to change again. The same actions aren't going to have the same results. You're going to yeah. feel overwhelmed again. But if you come back to the culprits, 
and decide, okay, well, which one is the culprit for me this time? It allows you a very easy to use framework to continue to take action regardless of your circumstances. That's so good. Because I think one of the things I um, keep running into with leaders that I work with uh, is this idea of I, almost like the the magic pill or the hack, you know, the thing, if I can just do this little tweak, then everything's going to be okay. And I I'm hosting a retreat in February that is kind of the antithesis of that. Like you don't need more or little, you need different and you have to do something that is different in order to get out of that cycle. And what I don't want the retreat to be is yeah, that little hack, like, Oh, I had that one mountaintop experience and now I'm in overwhelm again. Yeah, because things change. We're dynamic people and your situation changes. You have a great boss and then you get a new leader or your kid was doing fine and suddenly they break their leg at camp and you have to drive nine hours to go get them, which messes up your whole summer schedule. Not that I would know anything about that. You know, <laughs> you know like things happen in our world where we then have to reassess because what got us here won't get us there. We can't right. just keep applying that. So what are some, you know, I'm curious if you're listening in the comments, what are the things that cause you overwhelm of those five that Corey mentioned? Like, what do you think you are right now? I think for me right now, the thing that is saving me that is not the culprit is the community. Like for me, it's mm-hmm. that community piece that's yeah. like, oh, I know I've got that. And so that's really been helpful for me. Um, what are some of the things that you see people forget, like you've got these five culprits, what are the things that are sneaky about them? Like they, they look different in other places. Sure. So I would say probably the number one culprit for majority of folks, that's kind of the foundation for the other culprits is a lack of clarity. Mm -hmm. Right. So you mentioned before, like they're, they're taking action, they're doing the thing, they want the hack, but if you're not taking action on the right things, then you're spinning your wheels for nothing. And a lot of times this comes from not having clarity on exactly what it is you want. You know, Mm -hmm. that's the working all the different years to get, you know, a certain level position within your company to determine, oh, I don't like this, but you don't know what you actually do want. So you just kind of stay in it (laughs) forever. Right. So that, that level of clarity by far is first and foremost, like the most important Mm -hmm. um, thing for everything. And then I would say the second one that's really sneaky, especially for the working women and working moms in particular out there, would be conditioning, which mm-hmm. when I say conditioning, I mean your physical and mental health and wellness. Mm-hmm. Uh, our self-care goes completely out the window when we're yeah. overwhelmed. And sometimes the easiest and quickest solution is taking some time to yourself, an hour every day, non-negotiable, that you have the space and time to think mm-hmm. and to actually get that clarity that we were yeah. talking about before. Yep. Uh, because if you're not proactively creating that space within your life to take care of yourself, you you can't important to others if you yourself or, you know, you have an empty cup. Absolutely. I like to talk about that, like a reservoir that mm-hmm. you can't, you, you cannot, I mean, the old adage of you can't pour from an empty cup, but I think I'm much bigger than a cup. I got way more responsibilities mm-hmm. than just a cup. Yeah. <laughs> there are four humans that we're not finished raising, even though some of them are 20 and 21, you know, like there's, you know, we own businesses, we've got family, like, what I have in the world and responsibilities are way bigger than that cup. And I can't, the only way I can think about refilling it is, is that reservoir. So it is the overflow that I get to pour out into other people rather than the dregs and the, the conditioning. I love that phrase because conditioning requires habits. It's not magic. 
it's hard, but mm-hmm. it's not magic. And I think the thing we forget um, is one that it does take a little work. But the other thing is that I wonder, I'm curious if you experience this. I think women think that we don't deserve it. Do you oh, for sure. Because we've been kind of conditioned to think that we don't deserve more than we get. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> In a way, it's kind of a societal um, thing. And this is something that I've struggled with. And it's taken lots of, you know, therapy and personal development and stuff like mm-hmm. that to understand that I, I'm worth more. Um, yeah. But yeah, that, I would definitely agree with you on that. That's a very mm-hmm. common theme. I think it's the theme too, like that. I, I, oh gosh, I can't remember the philosopher's name, but the human giver syndrome that women mm-hmm. are, we're conditioned to be in this human giver syndrome. And even if you subscribe to the idea that we should give, which I do, mm-hmm. I think that I like to give in the world, but that I can't give what I don't have. Mm-hmm. You know, if I don't have clarity, if I don't spend the time really checking in with myself with that mental and physical conditioning, like you're talking about, I don't prioritize community. I don't do those things. I can't be that giver that I even want to be, let alone the one that is, you know, ridiculously demanded. <laughs> exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What well, are the other no, I was going to mention really quickly too. That's one of the things that's really nice about the framework too. Cause mm-hmm. you had mentioned like, I can't give to myself. I can't give to others, you know, even as a leader is when you think about it, the framework can apply to teams and organizations as well. 100%. So you have an organization that's stuck on an issue. A lot of times, is it your, your team's burnt out? Is it, mm-hmm. do you have the right people on the team? How's your communication going, you know, in, part, in terms of your community, do you have the right mm-hmm. vendor partners? Um, so it's a very, very simple, easy to use framework to really identify, you know, what it is that's holding you up. So give us, I, I mean, I think we all are, we all know what that feeling of mm-hmm. overwhelm and chaos is. I think sometimes we get so stuck in the shoulders by our ears, the feeling of pressure, the running list as we lie down in bed, mm-hmm. we have forgotten what the vision that it could be. When we do mm-hmm. have all, when we do have clarity and communication and community and collaboration and conditioning, did I say them all? I think, oh, you say Clarity, confident, clarity, Con- confidence, community, conditioning, consistency. There we go, consistency. That was like, no, there's another one, the consistency. When we have those, what does that create for us? What does that life look like? Well, that's one that's constantly in action, but towards what you ultimately want and desire. Mm-hmm. So that's your availability to be the best version of yourself without holding yourself back because you yeah. find any lack of any one of those five things, usually, uh, whether it be the person I'm coaching or you know clients, so on and so forth, they're proactively holding them back in some way, shape or form. Mm-hmm. in one of those five areas. And it's usually based on some kind of a fear that yeah. came from something they're bringing from their past in with them to totally the next level. Mm-hmm. Anyway, and it's just easier to stay stuck <laughs> than yeah. it is to push that comfort zone and, you know, keep taking action Absolutely. Um, to get what it is that you're looking for. I think when we have those five, what I experience when I am living in, uh, in that alignment is there is an ease Um, it's not always easy, but -hmm. there is an ease and a simplicity. And I feel, this is the one that I think for me is the most helpful that I feel comfortable in my own skin. Like I'm not trying to prove it. I'm not trying to push it. It's not Mm -hmm. that I am not actively going after something, but there is an ease and like just comfortable in my own skin that Mm -hmm. makes it so much, um, there's a release to that. That feels so good. Mm -hmm. Yep. 
You yeah. see, and then it's interesting because on the flip side of that, for somebody who has confidence as being their overwhelmed culprit, mm-hmm. that's going to manifest in ways like imposter syndrome or yeah. being afraid to speak up. And, you know, those are the things that are going to prevent them from reaching that level of ease that you have now, Jen. Mm-hmm. So if they take well, the time. I mean, to- not all the time, because again, but, it's going to come back again. But it's something that you work on. Yeah. It's something yeah. you proactively have worked on to get to that level, to have that confidence that you mm-hmm. have that ease you know, within your, your life and your business right now, you didn't start off that way, oh, you know, but part of that is, you know, <laughs> building up that confidence muscle. <laughs> yeah. I mean, not only, and I think that's the myth of arrival, mm-hmm. like what's great, as you said about your framework and, and the frameworks that I use with teams is that, uh, you know, we, nothing is ever static. It's mm-hmm. never going to just like we I think we have that myth like, oh, it's just if I could just get to here, it's going to then be OK, except that then it changes. So we have to have a devil. <laughs> totally. We have to uh, that level up, uh, even when it's a great thing. Oh, there's new stuff. And now I feel overwhelmed mm-hmm. and I have to come back to the best practices of yep. these five, mm-hmm. your clarity and the, the joyosity model that I use. Mm-hmm. Those things are what help us maintain that went forward motion that has clarity that feels good rather than staying stuck too long because we're all going to get stuck again like that's let's be honest like we're going to get stuck again but knowing how to move forward is the way that you don't stay there and you don't stay in that space Mm -hmm. okay oh my gosh we are so past time um as i didn't even notice (laughs) Really shocked. I know. I told you. I always tell my guests, I will genuinely be shocked. It is not, it is not pretend. Uh, so thank you so much for this great wisdom for these five C's. Share them with us again and tell us how we can keep up with you and what are the what are the great things that you are offering in the world that we can um, connect with you about? Sure, you got it. Uh, so again, those five C's are clarity, confidence, community, conditioning, and consistency. If you are curious about what your overwhelm culprit is, I do have a free quiz on my website that you answer five questions and you, yep, there's a little QR <laughs> code there. Uh, so you could take that. Um, in terms of other ways that I can help you transform your overwhelm into action, I do offer one-on-one coaching currently for uh, women looking to either become entrepreneurs or to level up you know, in their leadership positions. And I also work as a professional speaker, as Jen said. I speak specifically on transforming overwhelm into action and would be happy to bring the topic to your organization. Yeah, great. Can you just say your website for us for those who are listening on the podcast later? You got it. It's CoreyLo.com. C-O-R-R-I-E-L-O. Great. So as Corey said, uh, there's so much opportunity to connect with her. She is a lovely human and just a real delight of a, of a person um, that you should just get to know in general, but also mm-hmm. such wisdom to offer around getting out of that overwhelm and moving into action. And if um, that's you as well, like if you want to talk to me about my retreat that's coming up in February, we're going to address some of these things as well. I'd love for you just to send me a DM, reach out and I can tell you more about it. Um, next week on Joyosity, we are having Kirsten Schroeder, who is, uh, one of the owners of an advertising agency called Clutch. And she is coming to talk about using personality as a way to create a great culture and belonging and a profitable company. And so I'm super excited for her to come on next week. We will, we are here live every week at 1 PM Eastern. And I just want to say thanks again, Corey, for coming and being with us today. I really appreciate it. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. (laughs) Bye everybody. So let me put my coach hat on for just a sec. Don't just leave this here. Take a moment. What did you learn? What's your next tiny action step? 
share this episode with someone and tell them. Connect with us to keep this conversation going. As always, I'm Jen Whitmer. Thank you for listening to Joyosity. I don't take for granted that your earballs have a lot of information coming at you. Please take a moment to rate and subscribe. It really helps more people join us in creating positive culture with complex people. So work is a joy, people are whole, and organizations flourish. Can't wait for you to join us next week.